Hey guys, welcome to iCubela from the Cube to the Youth. Hi, I'm Dini and you're tuning in iCubela. For new listeners, iCubela is a podcast where we talk, share and debate about entrepreneurship, technology and basically everything about the empowerment of youth. From the youth, for the youth. So for today's episode, it's going to be inspire your biggest desire. Okay, so sorry for my cheesy tagline, but just bear with me. So here we have Work Inspire founder and creator opportunities, Mallory Loon. Before I let her introduce herself, a little bit of context regarding Work Inspire. So Work Inspire is a company that helps to design and customize learning and engagement programs to help you and your company and people grow. Okay, Mallory, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Hi everybody, nice to meet all of you or hear all of you in this case. Okay, my name is Mallory, I'm the co-founder of Work Inspire. So I've been an entrepreneur for about nine years now, counting. Yes, so journey started actually as an ACC student, didn't really like it, turned out to be something else, <laughs> and ended up you know, founding this something that I really enjoy. Also like to work with youth and young people a lot because mm-hmm. number one, they make me feel young all the time. Or old, depending. But on the other hand, also is because I think that young people like all of you here are the leaders of the future generation. I think current situations in Malaysia can already kind of tell how the young people has really come together to make big changes. So with that, I'm very happy to be part of here and to be part of IQ. Mm, okay, thank you, Mallory. Wow, that's amazing. Actually, you're an ACCA student. That must be so hard, right? Oh gosh, yes. It's- I always tell people, ACCA is designed to torture you mentally and emotionally. <laughs> Technically, not so much because when you go to work, a lot of things are updated. Mm-hmm. But emotionally and mentally, it kills you. Yeah, exactly. We all the numbers. But as for certain people, they love the numbers, right? Okay. Yeah. The first question would be, uh, could you tell us how did you discover this is your passion and this is your biggest inspiration? Do you have like certain events that make you fall into like, creating this work inspire or how does that come across to you? Okay, for starters, I, like I said, I studied ACC, right? So mm-hmm. my first dream job mm-hmm. or supposedly told me as my dream job was to be an auditor, <laughs> one of those big four, you know, like all standard yeah. ACC students, right? <laughs> Yeah. And then from there, I mm-hmm. learned as a strand about this Wall Street thing going on and then suddenly I wanted to be a banker. Uh-huh. And then after that, I realized that it's actually pretty taxing. I don't like it. <laughs> so I went for a competition under Procter & Gamble called PNG ASEAN Business Challenge. Mm-hmm. And I kind of really like the business world, in, especially in the corporate setting, actually. And number two, because of this FMCG, like you go to Nestle's office and, you know, PNG office. The office are like so pretty. He has bin bags yeah. and stuff, free pantries. So I kind of got excited there as well. And so entrepreneurship was never really a thing. I never mm-hmm. thought I would be in this. But when I graduated, because I know I didn't want to be an auditor, I know mm-hmm. I didn't. And I know that I don't really like counting that much. Mm-hmm. So I actually applied for many other jobs. And among them was actually by Cradle Funds and Rabahat, which is a minister under mm. the Ministry of Finance today. Yeah. And that time, the late CEO then was the late Azrin Hassan. Mm-hmm. And he interviewed me for a job called uh, Project Director for NGO. He brought me called JWEF, Junior mm-hmm. World Education Forum. Mm-hmm. So in summary, my job was to basically go around almost every university in Malaysia to introduce mm-hmm. to these um youth like you that mm-hmm. hey, entrepreneurship is not for the jobless it's okay. actually something cool that you can venture into and talking to lecturers about how do we cultivate entrepreneurial thinking students mm-hmm. and that's how i kind of really like this entrepreneurship world it's so exciting so mm-hmm. fun 
and on the other hand, it's also very new to me. Mm-hmm. And I'm quite curious. That time I was only like 21. Or mm. I think I was only 21 then. Okay. So I figured, you know, why not just do this? So I took up this job as a contract work staff, a mm-hmm. somewhat contract staff, like one-year contract. Mm-hmm. And after that, I just didn't look back. After that one-year contract, I just continued all my journey in this entrepreneurship world. So I didn't plan it per se, like you ask me what the things, I just knew to eliminate what I didn't like Mm -hmm. and then ended up doing something that I never thought I would do in a million years. Oh, okay. I get it. So you first started out with competitions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So for undergraduates out there, if you want to be in the entrepreneurship world, yeah, join competitions like Melly. <laughs> Being kiasu is a good thing. <laughs> you discover more things with your kiasu. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I get it. Okay. A bit of context what kiasu is. Kiasu mm-hmm. is like the urgency of... It's like curious, Kiasu right? is hate to lose. La. You hate uh, to lose. Yes. Uh, so just... you hate to lose, you want to be a hate mm-hmm. team, right? Uh, yeah. yeah. Basically, you're just very curious about everything and you just want to be at the top of the thing. Yeah. So a bit of context about Kiaz. <laughs> okay, so what do you think like is your biggest challenge in this industry and how did you overcome it? Especially in this pandemic, right? Do you have any challenges that you face? Oh, a lot. I think for starters, I'm quite lucky in some way, uh, yet unlucky at the same time, some people mm-hmm. say. Because when we started, so Work Inspires, just to, for everyone's context, Work Inspires turning three next year. So mm-hmm. I've been an entrepreneur for nine years, right? So I was actually, this is my third business, actually, mm-hmm. my third business. So I restarted this business in the year, the end of 2018, early 2019, something okay. like that. And it was pretty good. You know, when you start a business, it takes a while to pick up. So when finally things were picking up, we thought, okay, 2020 is going to be the year. And yeah. then 18 March happened. <laughs> okay, that is like an anniversary yeah. now. You know, I can never forget that date. Okay, so 18 March happened. Mm-hmm. And with that said, we're like, oh, what happened to the year? <laughs> so it was pretty hard because we just had a pick. Like mm-hmm. we had we just took out and you know, after six months of building the business, things picked up well. We had good clients, yep. revenue were coming in, money mm-hmm. were coming in. And then suddenly this thing happened, yep. we had a sudden pause and people just didn't know what to do. Okay. So <laughs> we had like zero income coming in for about seven months. Mm-hmm. And I was, some projects they locked in for 2020 had be cancelled uh, last minute due to oh, uncertainties yeah. and everything. And then, you know, in Malaysia, we had a change of government like numerous yeah. times. <laughs> so with every change of government, you have more changes of things. Mm-hmm. And that's also what happened. So with that said, 2020 was definitely a lot hard. But I think mm-hmm. one of the things that we took time to do is that we didn't jump into things too fast. Like mm. we, a lot of people I know, like, okay, we got to go digital, right? Especially mm. in our line where most things were actually offline. You had physical mm. team, you have physical face-to-face session, yeah. physical meeting. Everything was physical coaching, everything. Mm. Suddenly everything went virtual. So everybody invested heftily a lot into mm-hmm. e-learning. Mm-hmm. And sometimes too rush, you buy certain platforms and all that, that costs a lot of money, but then you don't know what to do with it, you know? Mm-hmm. So we we took the time, we analyzed the market, we see what trends, we talk to our clients a lot, keep building relationships. And that taught us a lot about not to rush and also mm-hmm. only invest within your means. So we only paid for Zoom that time. Mm-hmm. I didn't buy any other platform but Zoom. <laughs> okay and that was enough to generate us more business so after about six seven months when clients are more stabilized you know and then we started picking up things i mm-hmm. know that was slow i think after nine years of business my first loss making year ever wow. okay 
But we have reserves, so that's a good thing. So yeah. always save money. Saving yep. is a good thing, okay? <laughs> and don't spend everything on growing too fast. Mm-hmm. Um, and also we had, we were supposed to hire someone. They kind of promised him they were going to hire him. Mm. But um, the pandemic kind of took a toll, so we kind of hired yeah. him at a lower rate because yeah. we can't afford to pay so much at that point. Mm. But thankfully, 2021 turned out to be a lot better. We learned, <laughs> yep. um, so did our clients, and we mm. adapted. And now we are very flexible to do things Virtually hybrid, physical, online, offline, no problem already. Wow. So you have all those sorts of packages stuff for your new clients right now. Yeah. I think a lot of it is that we learn to customize a lot more. And we mm-hmm. actually throughout the pandemic, even we found different things. Like for example, culture, mental health and culture, give me an example. It was like never really been talked about topic. Yep. And then as of the pandemic, it became like the most important thing. So things that we were not doing so much of like culture transformation or leadership uh-huh. transformation back then, we suddenly do a lot more now. Uh-huh. So the pandemic kind of also helped us to find our niche, like something okay. where we are really good at. On the other hand, we also work with a lot more students now compared mm-hmm. to back then, uh, which gives us a lot of insights about what the challenges the young people face and how can we help them when they go to the workforce. Mm, okay, that's actually like amazing. So for undergraduates, if you want to know more, you can just go head over to Work Inspire. Okay, so I recall that you said this is your third business. So you have other two. So are you juggling between those three right now? Oh, no more. Um, Okay, no more. Okay, so the first business was similar field. Um, I started my co-founder way, way, way back then. Mm -hmm. And the one I sold my shares and left already Mm -hmm. quite a while ago. Then I went to this tech business and Mm -hmm. I realized that don't go into something you're not familiar with. came with (laughs) us because... I don't know, these people, I, I'm really respectful of these programmers and computer people. Like, you know, they sound so intelligent. Yeah. I can never understand what they say. <laughs> I remember okay. I had this team of programmers with me mm-hmm. and they were saying A and I was saying B. And it was so uh-huh. hard to work together. Okay. Um, so at the end of the day, I just said, okay, because I actually had a grant, that's why we ran that business. Okay. So at the end of the day, I took the grant and gave it to someone else and I said, okay, this is, you can do it. Yeah. I, I didn't go to it anymore. So I, I, Quit that or do that way, <laughs> quit that way, and I just took on. Uh, oh. Started working then. Mm, I think it's really important to work with the people that you click or you have the same frequency with, because yeah. sometimes they are good in their field, but they don't really understand what we want to yes. deliver, right? So it's kind of hard. Yeah. Also, everybody has different strengths, right? Mm. So play with your strengths, like. And already I learned I don't have to know everything. I can I took up programming class, basic programming class. Oh. And just because everybody said programming is important, right? So yep. I took it up and I was dying. <laughs> I tell you that eight hours of class that is too. I'm like those kids in school mm-hmm. that, you know, really want to do well, the kind of yeah, kid yeah. that wants to sit in front. Yeah. yeah, I was that kid and I didn't understand anything <laughs> during the class. That's and okay. Yeah. It's a beginner, okay? Beginner okay. lesson. Up, yep. right? And I just learned that, okay, you know what? If it's not for you, it's not for it's you. <laughs> it's okay. I'm also dying with my third year of degree, computer engineering. Yep. I totally See? understand. Among those smart ones. Yep. <laughs> I swear, I'm also dying. Yep. Okay. So moving on is that if you could go back to your university years, right? Mm-hmm. What is that one golden sentence that you would give yourself? I like to ask hard questions. <laughs> University as well. Yeah. But I think the one thing mm. I would tell myself is to take time to know who I am. Because mm. when when 
I think a lot of times we are in uni, we are very busy, right? Like you're rushing yep. assignments. After yep. assignments, you grad, rush to graduate. After you rush to graduate, your parents will say, when are you getting a job? Mm. I remember even before I graduated, my mom really asking me, so I wait for job interviews or not? <laughs> so <laughs> it's always like that. You're always rushing for things. So you don't actually yeah. take time to know yourself. So a lot of times, right? We, I've realized a lot of youth, I see, they will tell me things like, but I don't want to do this. Then when I ask them, what do you want to do? They can't mm. answer me. Because they don't even know who they are or what they want, what they like, what they don't like, what the values they keep, what mm-hmm. things that matter, you know. So I and personalities especially because when you go out to work, uh, whether you're working or in business, your values get challenged a lot. Mm-hmm. Who you are as a person, you're influenced by people, the confidence that you have from yourself. These are mm-hmm. things that really stand out when you go out to work. If you don't build that in university, it's going to be really, really hard when you mm-hmm. go out, really hard, especially low confidence, you know. Mm-hmm. So hence why I always say, if I could go back time, I'll take time to know myself more. So at the very least, I won't be so sad or get lost like so badly. <laughs> I mean, the worst I do is, you know, one U-turn, make mistake. Okay, this yeah. is like, don't know which jalan is going to end up to. And I'm like, keep it so open. Okay. <laughs> Okay, okay, but I really like that you're actually not afraid to try and apply for different jobs because even though you graduate with accounting, ACCA, right? But you are not afraid to try and apply for different jobs such as the cradle one that you say. It's not within your scope, right? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Um, I think for me, that time, mm-hmm. I just didn't know what I want. So mm-hmm. it was one of the toughest moments for me. So I thought, right, if mm-hmm. I would just apply for everything and I get mm-hmm. rejected, then I know it's not meant for me. So I applied uh, for finance, I applied okay. for HR, I applied for operations, I applied for sales and marketing, I applied mm-hmm. for so many things. Anything and everything under the sun, event management, all I applied. Mm-hmm. All right. And I was hoping that, you know, mm-hmm. there's a trend of rejection. So that, like, for example, sales and marketing, everybody rejected it. I know it's okay, not meant for me. Okay. But I actually had an offer for mm-hmm. everything. Like mm. I progress well for everything. Okay. So with that said, it made me even more lost. Like, <laughs> I mean, people say you no know, opportunities is better than no opportunities. Options yeah. is better than options, but too much options give you more depressed and headache. Yeah. So with that said, that's where the cradle thing came about. Mm-hmm. Where when I was talking to Nazrin, he was mm-hmm. telling me that oh, this is like a blank slate of paper. You know, you basically mm. you this is like your company. You're gonna run it. Mm. So I thought this is the best place for me to get paid. It's a very small amount I got paid mm-hmm. okay, compared to what was offered to me. But yeah. it's a place that I get to discover a lot of things for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to do budget. You actually have to do sales. You actually mm-hmm. have to hire people. I hired and fired my first person at the age of 21. And yeah. then I realized that, oh wait, firing is not supposed to be that easy. There's something called employment law. Oh, really? I didn't know all these things, okay? Yeah, okay. So, it's also something new for me. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, you know, you have you know terms and conditions before yep. you let somebody go. You cannot just say, oh, sorry, this is not working out. Oh. You can't just do that, you know? So a lot of things I learned from all these experiences. Yep. That's how I learned what my strengths are, what mm-hmm. not. So the creator thing came about and I thought it was good because it was a blank mm-hmm. slate. I get to do whatever I want. So hence why it was a good choice for me, even though mm-hmm. the pay was... Yeah. Mm, but at least you get to discover yourself yeah. yes I think that was what I wanted but again it comes mm-hmm. back to talking to all these young people right? it comes yep. back to your priority mm-hmm. uh, at that point I had not much commitment mm-hmm. and it was a one year contract so if one year if this doesn't turn well I can always yep. go back to you know my papers and yep. go be an auditor or whatever it is I'm mm-hmm. supposed to be okay but if you are in a situation where your financial needs or family needs mm, you, for example, yep. right? Then you got to make the right or wise decision mm-hmm. in that sense. Like you can do it, but you got to know how to manage what your family needs of you as well. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, that's a really good take for everyone to have. Opportunities come by, but you really need to know if that's the right opportunity for you. Yeah. So I know that you have several services that you offer, right? Such as onboarding or hiring assessment, I mean programs, team building and engagement and leadership and cultural transformation. Okay, I want you to choose one favorite service. Yes, okay. and why? Just one. Right yeah. now, it's leadership yeah. and culture. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Because I believe that culture is the backbone that, of what makes an organization. Mm-hmm. Okay? okay, very simple. If you look at the situations that we're in now, right? The mm-hmm. flood and everything that we have mm-hmm. through, a good company culture would want to mobilize people, move people, mm-hmm. get employees inspired to help one another out. That's a good mm-hmm. culture to have. So when I'm designing proposals, so my job mm-hmm. in the company, among mm-hmm. many things, mm-hmm. is designing proposals. So those proposals uh, yep. is the most fun one for me because I get to crack my head and go, okay, what is this company like? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to vision, let's say, okay, uh, Dini is going to run a company, right? Yep. From what I can gauge, like, mm-hmm. Dini is somebody who is very engaging, mm-hmm. she's very people-oriented, yet she's, you know, kind of analytical, she's very mm-hmm. result-oriented. So if I know that Dini is this kind of person, if I'm going to design culture for Dini, I was like, okay, Dini, your company is going to be a balance of fun, yet results. So for example, everybody that joins your company need mm-hmm. to be able to deliver jobs that you want, Mm-hmm. In a more fun and casual manner so that you get, because I think to you, relationship matters so that, you know, every leader in the company should be able to bond with their staff well. Yet, mm-hmm. on the other hand, making sure that they inspire and move them to get good results. Mm-hmm. Also know how to give feedback when they don't give good results. So every company is different. Like every human have different DNA, company has different mm-hmm. DNA as well. So mm-hmm. putting all this together, it's like trying to design the best pizza and serve it out. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. this is like just a random question that I have popping up no in my mind. Yeah, yeah. So what do you think about company implying family culture in their company? You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. family oriented. Yeah. Like, so is it um, good or is it bad? Like okay, uh, in your from opinion? experience, mm-hmm. it's not. It's not good? It's, I mean, I get the closeness and the yeah. box. I'll give you an example, my personal example, okay? Mm-hmm. So at one point uh, in my old business, right? My, mm-hmm. my earlier business, I one of the key things I always advocate is family. Mm-hmm. Like we're mm-hmm. all family. And happiness was something I advocate so much. Also, I'm like the mother as a yeah. co-founder. I'm like the mother of the team. <laughs> I'm always making sure everybody's happy, taken care of and all okay. that. Uh-huh. But with that said, like family, mm-hmm. it's very hard to draw the line between advising your family member scolding your family member okay. and supporting your family member. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so okay. that you take that into mm-hmm. a company culture, it's yep. difficult. It's mm-hmm. very difficult because um, the closeness is there. So sometimes we became like friends or sisters mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And then if they're not doing well, it's so hard to get them to listen and say that this is, you need mm-hmm. to work on this. Yeah. I mean, nobody's perfect. Right? There are good things, there are bad things, there are times where you do well, times where you don't do well. Uh-huh. So when they're not doing well, it's so hard. When they're doing well, they're like the best thing ever. It's like your yeah. kids. Yeah. Yeah. Really yeah. Your kids. Mm-hmm. So I personally feel that closeness, the bond needs to be there, mm-hmm. but we must be very clear where to draw the line. Mm-hmm. So like now, mm-hmm. I make a point to get to know people on a specific personal level, mm-hmm. but in a work context, I'm very upfront with that. So when it comes to work context, I'm really mm-hmm. a nonsense person. Okay. No nonsense. It comes. I'll scold you if I have to scold you, but I okay. don't hold grudges. I'll I'll scold mm. you today, and the next five minutes we're like, "Hey, want to go have lunch?" Okay. Yeah, I'm that kind of person. So I wouldn't call it. Let's just say it's not like a family, mm-hmm. but I wouldn't call it family one because people tend to get mm-hmm. too close when it yep. comes to family. Meaning, yeah. 
think you just need to know where to draw the line. Yeah, correct. Yeah. So yeah. I just now, I just tell you that we are uh-huh. close, we are mm-hmm. casual, we are very transparent and open with each other mm-hmm. to the level of your comfort. Mm. I leave it as that. Okay. Yeah, because not everybody wants to know everything about your relationship and family life, yeah? Yep. Okay? So it's okay to have some privacy in your life. Uh-huh. I don't okay. need to know everything. So that's a hard lesson I've learned. Okay. Yeah, that's actually great. But, you know, sometimes it's hard to uh, draw the line, you know, because it gets blurry, but you really need to learn in your work culture. You can't just mix everything in one because work is work, family is family, friends is friends. Yeah, correct. Okay, so sadly, we have come to an end with this session it's such a wonderful session but before we end I have a little game to end this okay I have a few hot seats questions for you this is nothing work related or whatever it's just about you okay, okay. so complete this sentence I wish everyone could dot 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 okay where would that be be themselves mm, okay because, do I need to elaborate or no yeah you, yeah, you should you okay, can elaborate okay. mm-hmm. uh, because we have so many people trying so hard to please everybody. Mm-hmm. I'm among one of them that is still figuring out how to not please everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, that we are just miserable inside. So if everybody mm-hmm. can learn to just be themselves and respect other people for who they are, then mm-hmm. they're good. Well, I really love that answer. It's really true. If we just be ourselves, right? Much better world, I would say. Yep, yes, I really correct. love that answer. Okay, the second one is if you could have an extra hour of your free time every day, how could you use it? Just one hour of your free time. What would you do to use it? Is there any hidden desire? I did with yeah. the people I love. Mm, yeah, okay. I think one thing in uh-huh. this entrepreneurship journey is mm-hmm. time is precious. And mm-hmm. a lot of time, I've had the point where I've hit burnout, insomnia, mm-hmm. tired, just because I spend most time working. Mm-hmm. So now every hour I have spare, I try to mm-hmm. create it with loved ones. Mm-hmm. Okay, love that answer. I actually saw this like one meme on TikTok. It says that I don't want to work like an eight to five job. So they move to creating their own job. And it's like, oh, I work like 24 hours a day. As <laughs> Yeah. Even on family holidays, I'm keeping my laptop, mm-hmm. so you can't imagine how my work life is. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's like the a bit of the downside of having your own company, right? Yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so if you could have an endless supply of food, what would it be? Oh, endless supply of food. Yeah. Pasta. Pasta, okay, you I are a pasta lover. Good, authentic pasta. pasta. Wow, okay. The last part six question is, if you could speak another language, what would it be? Is there a place that you want to go? Okay. Um, if I could choose a language yeah. just casually, it would yeah. be the youth lingo. Youth? What, what is that? It, it's not really language, but okay. it's the, you know those Oh, young, youth lingo. Youth okay, okay. <laughs> youth lingo. I, I was working with this team of young yeah. people and this mm-hmm. girl came up to me and go, hey Mel, what's the tea? Whoa, hey Mel, what's the tea? And okay. I look at her and she uh, went, what black tea, tea, white tea, green tea? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. She gave me the look like, oh gosh. <laughs> so, it would be nice 
Yeah, so okay, okay. Understanding of these yeah. languages, like a mm-hmm. dictionary somewhere I can refer to. <laughs> you think, okay, but now you know, right, what he yeah, means. Yeah. yeah, yeah, now no, she gave me the updated, and then sometimes, <laughs> casually, she will say, uh, I don't know, many things, they have to up the hashtag, right? I posted mm-hmm. something, and then if I said something, you know it, if you know it, something like that. Then she oh. said, wrong hashtag is hashtag if you know, you know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I Y K Y K. So I'm like, oh, that's a wrong hashtag. I yeah. hashtag just hashtag. <laughs> I think that's uh, a wrong hashtag. Mm-hmm. Okay, so thank you so much, Mallory, for freeing up your time today. I really love your energy. You're such a cheerful person. You radiate so you. much. It, it is such a pleasure to have this talk with you, and I really appreciate it a lot. So, for listeners out there, don't forget to follow Work Inspire on Instagram. It's work.inspire, right? And also uh, follow iCubeLage as well to see our progress and new upcoming events. So, yeah, that is it for today's episode. Thank you so much, Mallory. Bye. Thank you for having me. Bye. Stay safe. Bye.